Welcome to the CND podcast in association with activists. Activists are proud to have been manufacturing in the UK for over 175 years. Hi, I'm Beth Kennedy, Deputy Features Editor at CND. The June sitting of the pre registration exam is fast approaching. So, in just a few months' time, hundreds of newly qualified pharmacists will be ready to take on work as, as fully fledged pharmacists. So, what should these newly qualified pharmacists do to help themselves stand out from the crowd? Fawzia Lokat is the director of support group Team Pre-Reg and also a pharmacy store manager. I caught up with her for her top tips for how to stay ahead of the curve and to make yourself stand out as an newly qualified pharmacist. Thanks for joining me, Fawzia. Um, so the first question is, um, how long have you been a pharmacist? So I qualified uh, two and a half years ago now. Okay, and um, can you give us a bit of a potted career history? Yeah, sure. So after I did my uh, pre-registration year with a large multi-chain uh, pharmacy, I was a relief pharmacist for two and a half months. Mm-hmm. After two and a half months, I became a pharmacy store manager of a uh, intense pharmacy business, a uh, smaller pharmacy business, and I did that for a just under two years. And just coming up to December just passed, in 2015 I opened a brand new um, large pharmacy and health and beauty store and I currently am pharmacist and store manager. Okay perfect so you've done you've done a bit of a lot of different things then um, in, the sh- in the short time that you've been qualified because what I think is great about speaking to you is that you've you've only I suppose relatively recently qualified as a pharmacist it's still very much within your memory so how did you find the transition becoming um, a pharmacist after you first qualified? Absolutely. So everything that you do, I believe, in your pre-reg is actually you are part of the practice. So you see everything in reality. It's very easy to read lots of um, clinical books and things like that. But until you do it in practice, I don't think you'll be able to replicate it in your everyday life. So your pre-reg is actually vital. Um, and I think that's where you do a lot of your practical, um, you gain a lot of your practical experience. In addition to that, I think my pre-reg helped me because working with your tutor as well, seeing how they do their daily activities, and when you see different reliefs come in, locums, you see how their pace of working is. And I think that helped me because when I went straight into work, there'd be, you know, you'd have queues to the door, the pace of working would be intense, um, there'd be waiters left, right, centre. Managing your workload was probably, you know, you had to grasp that from day one, I mm-hmm. believe. Um, and I think learning that from pre-reg helped a lot because you'd see how people would cope. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing for me in transition was prioritisation was absolutely imperative for me. Um, you know, when I walk in, the confidence, you've got to walk in with confidence. At the end of the day, you're the responsible pharmacist. You are held accountable. And secondly, everyone relies on you. Mm. And in essence, I've probably gathered from that is, although you may work in a chain pharmacy, an independent pharmacy, or any sort of environment, sorry, I'm talking from a community background because that's where I've come from. Um, You know, you'll always have that store manager or other manager. However, ideally, you have to be able to step up to that leader role because technically you are looking after the whole pharmacy and again you're the responsible pharmacist mm-hmm. so I think the really big transition for me was the minute you come out have that confidence you know you've got so far you've passed your degree you've done your pre-reg you should be bulging with triumph you know I've got this farm confident yeah. I'm going to be the pharmacist and have that hold and really own that day 
and you know just every little thing that you do just constantly constantly remind yourself patient care is the forefront of what I do and naturally it will come to you because do you remember um, when the first day that you came in as a newly qualified pharmacist how did you feel <laughs> remember that very well um i remember walking in and to be honest i didn't even the people that i worked with for the dispensers the members of staff they actually didn't even know that it was my first day oh, really? and i felt you know they didn't and i think that was nice because i would wouldn't treat you any different however if you felt that you told them then absolutely they'd give you that support as well mm-hmm. so when i went in they didn't know um the manager actually knew he was there but he didn't even disclose that information. He was just like, just get on with your day, you'll mm. be fine. If you need anything, I'm here. So I didn't feel indifferent, just carried on my day. And you know what? It was probably, I still remember to this day, the first prescription I checked was for Gaviscon. <laughs> and yeah, absolutely. Like, you will always remember the first prescription you will check as a pharmacist. And I remember checking in the first one. I probably took a little longer than I would have hoped. Sure. And literally after the second one, you just naturally fell into it. Yeah, yeah, because I can imagine it's probably, you know, you've done your pre-reg and there's been all the stress of trying to pass the exam. You've, you've passed the exam and there must be, you know, that amazing feeling once you've done that. But then I guess there's the feeling of, of what next? I mean, did you t- encounter any challenges in, say, your first year, for example, of, uh, of being a pharmacist? So naturally there are a lot of challenges you'd get because, again, everyone will go into different roles. They will either be automatically stuck, uh, well, automatically go into one store and stay there as initial basis or you'll become either a locum where you would experience different stores or you'd potentially become a relief where you'd again experience different stores and that's what I was initially a relief pharmacist so I went into different stores um, on different days and I think that was a little challenge because you'd experience different patient bases and different customer faces and you know what their requirements are what you'd have to step up to um obviously that was diff- I wouldn't say difficult it was a challenge at first because you would have to adapt to the environment okay but so you-, you would have to ad- sorry <laughs> you carry on so you'd have to adapt to that and I think that was a challenge initially because I thought oh, okay you know they they're quite adamant I need to be quite quick in this and you know what after a couple of literally after a couple of patients you're like right this I've gathered you breathe you think to yourself I've gathered the patient base here this is what I need to do and then the day falls on smoothly Mm. I mean did you did you find that having all this different experience in different places actually helped you Absolutely. I would probably most recommend that. I think it's such a good thing to do. Being able to work and adapt in different environments really builds up your strengths. It builds up your leadership qualities as well. And it really boosts your confidence. Because if you can take on every different store in different environments, you really, honestly, you can take on anything. Okay, okay, and I think everyone um, out there is probably thinking, okay, I'm, I'm excited to go in and, and become a newly qualified pharmacist, but what do you think you can do to really make yourself stand out from everybody else? I'd absolutely say, you know, make sure you're confident, you know, build that confidence. Again, keep saying to yourself, you've gone this far, you can literally do anything. The other thing that I'd probably say would make you stand out is really try and um, understand the new services that are available, the absolute benefit that it has to patients um, and customers, because actually having that qualification of doing so many numerous services, i.e. being um, qualified to do flu vaccinations, um, participating in so many different new services that have been launched, travel vaccinations, I think that's a really key thing to do because actually that also makes you stand out to 
potentially every other pharmacist because you can again adapt to any store environment because a lot of the different stores will now be having um, different services um, and so if you're able to do that then actually, actually it'll probably most likely make you more employable as well so I'd probably say that's probably a key standout and again the confidence and the leadership quality that you have because again just don't forget you're responsible for this and every person loves a leader they want someone to know what they're doing for that day you know stand out say right this person's got you know they're running the show today it's fabulous and i think the biggest thing for stand out again on top of having that qualification and you know really eagerly want to do as numerous services to be able to meet and meet the community needs is great because the last thing you want want is a customer to come in and say oh could you could I have this on the minor ailment scheme? And you come back and say something like, well, actually, I'm not able to do that. Mm. It's not really meeting our community needs. And I think that's a key thing and probably will be the most uh, number one thing that would probably make you stand out. So those courses, something that you can be, if you are just coming out of your peerage at the moment, is that something that you can be thinking about doing to really make yourself as employable as possible? Absolutely. There's, um, if you're working for a company already, a lot of them will already have that course um, available to you to go on the training. However, you can absolutely inquire that from your training uh, or your company. Um, alternatively, there you can actually, as a locum, for instance, there's so many companies that I know that you can actually outsource and actually do that training independently. Mm. And you can actually go out, research that, and you can, you know, go and do the flu vaccination training, and you can do that yourself. Absolutely. So it. It's available for locums, it's available for those who are part of relief teams or those who are already store-based. It's completely available. Okay, perfect. Um, And then let's talk about a little bit about employability because um, I think it's probably fair to say that most uh, newly qualified pharmacists probably won't be going straight into their their own store. So the options to you are going to be things like employee pharmacist roles or um, or locums or or something like you did like as a relief pharmacist. Um, So what kind of things can, can these pharmacists be doing to look for work? As you can probably, as you're probably aware, and I'm sure everyone in the society is aware, social media is absolutely huge. Mm. Being um, aware of what sort of sites there are, um, there's locum agencies. The first thing I'd probably do is sign up to a locum agency if you already know that you're not going into a relief role, for instance, with a company that you're already working with. Um, be aware of the agencies. Already get on board with your, D, uh, your DBS checks, things like that. Absolutely be on par with things like that because you'll automatically be ready to be and engage in being that great employee. Okay. And I think being engaged in things like that is probably something that an employer would look for to think, oh, actually, they've done, done, the, already done, they're ready to go. Yeah. Rather than, great, they have to do that, that's probably going to hinder them doing that. Um, and the other thing I'd probably look out for, especially when newly qualified, is don't don't look too into the rates, the locum rates. Yeah. I would definitely not um, put my all into looking at locum rates. Take up every shift available to you because, honestly, that is absolutely invaluable experience that you would get. Okay, I think that's that's really interesting advice, actually. Um, what about things like your CV? Because if you are looking for, um, for example, a role at one of the big multiples, um, probably going to get lots and lots of applicants. So what kind of things do you think you can put on your CV to make you stand out a little bit? So, you know, 
there's so many different meetings, different information, information and events that go on. Making yourself out there, and I think there's so, like for example, RPS, they have their RPS events. You've got um, different networking schemes. I think that's crucial. You've got LPCs as well. Networking is absolutely imperative because meeting these people is how you actually maximise your chance of being employable. So absolutely, that um, increases employability. Doing voluntary work also helps. Um, working with other teams, so for instance, if you're in a pharmacy working with opticians, that sort of joint network of being a broader healthcare network really improves and increases your sense of employability as well. Mm. Um, again, being a, as you were saying about your CV, so I think doing voluntary things is great. Being part of events, there's so many health forums out there that you can be a part of. Um, so many conferences that try and build up your leadership, your um, motivational skills, things like that are phenomenal. And I think that really highlights to an employer that, well, actually, you know what? This actual individual is really and truly going above and beyond mm. and wants to, you know, truly be successful in their career. Networking is a phenomenal um Thing. And again, with social media being so huge, you can connect via social media, LinkedIn, things like that. Um, I think that's a great thing to do. Um, you know, conversing with people over LinkedIn is great because there's people who are already hype in the company or people that you already know that you would want to work for. You can communicate by that. Um, the other thing in terms of CV, I think being a locum, again, going back to that, because I know you were saying that some people would autom uh, automatically go into that sort of role. Yeah. Um, working for different companies and actually showing how great you are highlights it to the employer themselves. Um, I've seen a lot of friends that I've been with who actually started off as locums and they actually were phenomenal locums where this highlighted, um, where they highlighted themselves to the manager, for instance, and they actually recruited them. So that in itself, if you're going to go into your day-to-day -to -day work thinking, you know, I'm just going to go by the day and get the job done, then that's probably not going to increase your chances. However, if you truly put patient care out there, truly want to do great at your job, that will probably on it in itself highlight you as being most employable. Um, well, there's been some great advice there. Um, I think you, you've given some of our hopefully soon-to-be newly qualified pharmacists some, some really good tips there. Um, do you have any final words of encouragement or anything to give them? I think take um, each day as it comes, but definitely my honest, going back to what I said earlier, my honest opinion and my advice is when you are newly qualified, do not get completely bogged down by, oh, how many, how much am I getting per hour? How much am I getting per shift? It will be pure experience that will build up and actually get you to where you want to be. Fawzia gave some great tips there. Good luck to those of you who are about to become qualified pharmacists, whichever part of the profession you choose to go into. And, if you're a pre-reg listening to this before the 30th of June, good luck in the registration exam. That's it for now. See you next time.